Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Rays of Hope podcast. And today's episode's a bit different in terms of where we're actually shooting it. We're actually doing it outside at a park. It's a nice sunny day. You might hear some birds, you know, it gives you a good, nice sunny day vibe. Um, but before we kick it off, we're actually doing it for the first time, a three-way podcast session. <laughs> the way you say three-way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got Rush here. Rush. Hey, guys. Um, and we also have Isha. Hey, everyone. So, first and foremost, Isha, go ahead, give us an introduction about yourself, like anything, you know, in terms of what you do, university, chuck, chuck in a fun, fun fact. fact. Chuck in okay. a fun fact. I feel like I'm at an interview, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah. so yeah, my name is Isha, I'm currently studying to be a English teacher, I absolutely, I, I love working with students, teaching, mentoring, um, and all of that stuff. I tell, because I think when we met at... Um, El Camino, you're just like, I just love kids. I just love kids. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. I, I, go on. Go I'm on. one of those like overly, overly enthusiastic, passionate <laughs> teachers. Like we all have that in one school. High school? Or um, high school. Nice. I, I could not do primary to save my life. Um, and I currently work as a presenter in high school. So I travel all over Sydney. Um, and for anyone that does know me, I'm obsessed with sunsets and sunrises and lookout points. Oh, nice. Um, that so makes always. three of us, I guess. Yeah. So you like going on hikes and stuff like that? No, not, not hikes. I just, I like just, watching views. You just, you yeah. just go for the views. Ah, yeah. okay, okay. Senti types, senti types. I am physically so unfit. I <laughs> could not do a hike. Um, but yeah, I love sunrise and sunset. So usually after work, I'm usually like down by the harbour or at another lookout point. Um, but other than that, a fun fact about myself. Um, I've watched every Kapil Sharma episode there is out there. Kapil Sharma. I am a typical Punjabi, <laughs> You're like, Ah, uh, he's, he's a bit, mm, like, I don't know, I just find his jokes very, do you actually find them funny? I laugh so much, uh, like, I'm his biggest supporter. To be honest, I laughed at the person in Kapil Sharma, the one that laughs at his jokes. Is it the, what's her name, Archana? Yeah, Archie, he used to be Siddhu, but no, yeah, Sharma. And this is where we end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw your faces, I was like, maybe I should have. My parents, what, they've gone from crime petrol. Oh, same. I'll trust. <laughs> what about CID, mate? CID, CID. CID was when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. You've got to move on to the big guns, like Crime Patrol's where it's at. Crime Patrol, nice. Okay. <laughs> All right, so let's get on with it. Yeah, go for it. So, you know, um, we, we barely know each other, so I obviously don't know what you've mm-hmm. exactly been through. So tell us a bit about your, you know, your initial experience with uh, mental health, where you kind of questioned it, or where you felt like, hey, there's something here I need to address. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, before we get started with the mental health aspect, I just wanted to say that I've never been clinically diagnosed with anything. Um, so I've definitely experienced low points in my mental health. Um, but I've always been the type of person that low points in mental health way to combat it is by like overloading myself with work and other extracurriculars. Um, but obviously that got the best of me and that backfired. Um, so that's what I'll be speaking more in detail about throughout this podcast. Sweet, sweet. So go on, tell us. Um, so initially about how it started? Yeah. Um, okay, awesome. So I had a problem with people that were close to me. Um, and this problem started when I was around four or five years old. Um, and every year it used to just get worse and worse and worse. Um, but I'm always someone who's been very happy-go-lucky by nature. Um, so even if there was ever a problem, I would just literally watch an episode of like CID or like watch a show economy and be like, all right, I'm all good. Like I'm all better. Um, it's the weirdest therapy I've heard. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's good. Shower economy I mean, is the works. best therapy. If it works, it works. You know? um, but you know, that, that, that stuff that you do in your childhood and when you get into your teenage years, 
um, as the problems kept increasing at home, it's not the best coping mechanism. Um, and once I got into uni, I was like, all right, fresh start. Now I can like immerse myself in everything and forget about what's happening at home. Um, and in my second year of uni, it got to a stage where I was working 10 to 11 hours a day, studying at uni. Um, I was part of a few extracurriculars at uni itself. And I was at a 21st every weekend, like minimum one, like oh, anything wow. to get rid of not staying at home or not dealing with my problems. Um, and it got to a point where I feel like once you fake it so much, you can't, you can't do it anymore. Um, and for a little bit, I was like, I'm beating my mental health problems. Like my tactics are working, like keeping myself busy. Um, but it got to a point where it just came crashing down and affected literally every aspect of my life. Um, I remember when I first experienced like the real deal of mental health, um, at work, I was, I used to walk in confident, ambitious woman. Um, but I had small breaks at work and I would just go into toilets and cry. And I was like, I don't know why I'm crying. Mm. And I'd do like a five minute pep talk and I'd be like, all right, back to coordinating and tell, telling others what to do. Um, with the parties that I used to go to. So I'm someone who's like, I'm really goofy around my friends and they know that. Um, and I try bringing Punjab into every conversation. <laughs> Super oh, no. like yes, I can really, see really bad jokes, laughs at them. Um, but I just couldn't do any of that anymore. And that's when I was like, this is weird. Like my bad jokes aren't coming out anymore. Um, and my friends slowly started noticing and it just felt very forced interactions. Um, and I think a lot of people can relate when you can feel when you're not like yourself anymore. Um, and even at work, my manager was like, I got a promotion and he was like, you're not the Isha I hired. Um, like I just want it back. Um, and it all came like crashing down and I was like, maybe I should take on something else to keep myself even more busy. Um, and it, it just didn't work out. Uni was not going well academically at all. And like I mentioned, I'm a massive Bollywood buff. <laughs> and in every Bollywood movie, whenever someone goes through an issue, what do they do? They travel, they go to another country. <laughs> um, so last year I was like, how about I just go to New Zealand for a week? Um, everyone's on my back telling me that I don't look okay. And I also had sleeping issues at this time. So at night I just could not sleep. And even if I did sleep, I lose the dream. So for anyone that doesn't know what lucid dreaming is, it's when you're aware of your own dream and you can control and guide yourself through it. Oh, that's pretty cool. Not good? No. <laughs> no? You've brought this up, haven't you? Lucid dreaming? Luc I haven't brought it up. Like yeah. I have, like, you know, experienced it myself, but you're saying you don't like it. It's because I dream, when I lucid dream, everything mm. feels real. So if yeah. someone hits me in my dream, I feel the pain. Oh. So it's very intense emotions and I would just have nightmares and so not even good dreams. And I would just wake up at like 3am and be like, oh my God, like... I can't get to sleep after this. Oh, wow. oh, um, okay. But then in my mind, I'd convinced myself New Zealand is the solution to all my problems. Mm -hmm. um, so I went to New Zealand for a week and for anyone that's been to New Zealand, absolutely amazing country. Um, and I remember sitting at a lake in front of a few mountains at New Zealand and I was with my best friend and she was just admiring the view and the whole time I was like, oh my God, I can't stop thinking. And I was like, Isha, you're in New Zealand. You paid a lot of money on this trip. <laughs> Um, just have fun, stop thinking, like this was supposed to be like the savior of all your problems, but my mind just kept racing. Mm. Um, and that day I was like, mental health is a part of you and you can go anywhere in the world, watch any TV show, go to as many parties as you want, um, until you deal with it, it's not going to fix itself. And that was like my, oh my God moment. I think one of the most interesting things I've picked up on from that is how she mentioned how it started from the age of four, mm -hmm. you said. Yeah, and for a lot of us, like I mean, from the previous podcast we recorded, mm. it's all started from around 
high, high school, school. Yeah, high school, high school. So I think that's a very interesting thing, and I think that's the first time I've heard from anyone. So but yeah, the fact that you remember, like, not remember, but like you noticed that it start, started from like the age of four is insane. And the other interesting part is, you know, the one that I picked up on as well was where um, you were picking up all these activities to kind of get away from the whole situation, and. Um, I've heard of that happening before. Like it, it's it's a kind of a two way thing. So you either you know pick up activities to kind of get away from the problem to distract you from it, but then there's but the thing is you can pick up as many activities as you want. But like when you come back, which you eventually will, that problem mm-hmm. is still going to be there no matter yeah. what, right? Um, and then there's then there's that underlying like you know whenever you're out, like as you mentioned, you were in New Zealand, like you were in a different country, yet it was still on your mind. Mm-hmm. That was insane. So then how come then what made you actually finally understand that okay? Um, maybe there is something I have to address here. Yeah, so pretty much when I got back from New Zealand, I still had two days off work. Um, and mind you, ever since I started uni, I've just been working full-time or studying full-time. And that was my, those two days, my first two days after like three years where I actually had time to myself. Um, and I remember just sitting, like lying down in my backyard. Um, and I was like, I had never felt more peace than I had in that time than I had in the past few years. And I was like, my Morty just needed me to listen to it um, rather than running away. And that's when I was like, this is a problem I need to address. So no more running mm-hmm. from there on. Right. I think that's a pretty yeah. strong statement to make for someone to, I think, acknowledge that I shouldn't be running away from it. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. Fa- yeah. Well, it's really good. The fact that you actually acknowledged it, at least, you know, you actually decided like, you know, now I have to stop doing all these things and, you know, face it. So what kind of, what did you do to kind of face it? Um, so a lot of, people give you a lot of different advice and as some people were like Isha just quit everything and just move away for a few months um, I know a lot of my other friends were like just start therapy um, but in that moment I feel like you're so burnt out so tired of listening to others you just have to listen to yourself um, so what I did was I just got a paper and I wrote down everything in my life um, what I liked what I didn't like um, and I'm someone who thinks very like strategically um, and I categorize stuff as what I can't change and what I can change Stuff I can't change, I was like, I can't ex- accept it. I'm still trying to accept it, but I acknowledge you're here. Um, stuff I can change, I was like, I'll start with this. Um, and it's not directly related to my problem. It was literally anything. So one of the things was my degree. Um, if you ever met me before this, I would complain about maths, for sure. <laughs> I hate studying maths at UNSW. Um, and the first thing I did was in my third year, I transferred into English and I absolutely love it now. Mm-hmm. Um, so every small thing where I was like, if, that, if I can change this and it brings a positive outcome in my life, I'll do it. And then you start seeing the results for yourself. I think I love that a lot. Where she's like, she, yeah. she, you, where you write it all down and mm-hmm. you kind of look at factors that you can change and factors you can't change. Yeah, it's a good technique in my opinion. Like, um, a lot of the times your mind's so cluttered, you don't know what, like, you know, what to do, where to start. But like, just writing down in the, like, you know, what you can change, what you can't change. At least you know what you're in control of or what you can actually fix in mm-hmm. your life that will like, you know eventually make you more happier as a person and I, peaceful I think it's similar to I think having like a diary or a journal when you're writing down mm. all your thoughts you know, like, like, like you know you've been through the day or the month and everything and yeah. what's kind of bringing you down that's something I recently started picking up as well like journaling is so good like because um, in my opinion anyway like um, you know you have like this whole day full of like so many things that happen yeah like you have you have work you have Sometimes, you know, if you work in a customer-centric environment, you know, you're going to have bad customers that you mm-hmm. work with. You know, sometimes, you know, even your colleagues, you know, they might... like just <laughs> laughing. I like my students. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love teenagers. Oh, mate. 
can't get enough. But like, in the end, the whole point is when you start writing down like, you know, how your day was, um, you're acknowledging your emotions, you're acknowledging how the day was. But something else that you can also start doing is, um, like what I started doing was, sorry, is writing things I was grateful for. Like, mm-hmm. you know, even though today was a bad day, you know, this happened, this happened, this happened. You're right, because I realized as humans, we don't, we only focus on the bad bits. Mm. Like, this one treated me like this, or I lost my job because of this. And like, you focus on the bad things that happen in your life. I don't think we acknowledge the good things in our life. Yeah. And that kind mm-hmm. of, you know, I think when we ad- address the bad things, we kind of bring ourselves down. down yeah. But if you address the good things that, hey, I got a promotion at work, or hey, um, I you know I graduated from university with a dual degree and everything. You kind of start appreciating, mm-hmm. and bring it, it brings your self confidence a bit more up. up mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Just speaking from like personal experience, though, like, okay, say one week you get like a promotion from work, yeah, yeah. But then, just the next day, something bad happens. Like, say you know, mm, how would I say? It's like, say you break up with someone, yeah. even though you got that promotion from work, mm-hmm. and then but you broke up with that someone. Even though you got like you know it's a positive thing, yeah. the neck like we're just so fixated on that negative mm-hmm. thing that it just, it just um, how would I say accumulates and then you just completely forget about that promotion you got at work. You forgot about like you know you yourself you are it, growing as a it, person. The bad thing that, overpowers that the bad the thing, thing overpowers it completely. And I feel like that's just something that happens like from when we're young. Like you know you just consistently focus on the negative things. That like, even when you're trying to focus on the positive things, it's mm-hmm. so hard. Like um, as as much as some people say that you know just try be positive it's not easy because in your head all you can think about is that negative thing which is so hard to actually get out of your head right can you relate for sure previously Mm. um but i've done a lot of activities to help me shape a mindset that's a growth mindset oh nice um so you know how you mentioned how you something really great happens but also something really bad happens Mm -hmm. um what i've started doing is adopting adopting a growth mindset and i've done that through affirmations Mm-hmm. Um, so the positive aff- I am statements that you say to yourself every morning and that restructures your brain. Um, it's a bit scientific, yeah, yeah. Um, but so much research done on it has had a massive influence on my life. Um, so pretty much say it's a breakup. Mm-hmm. I know it's really hard to look at a positive about a breakup, but frame it in a way where it's like this happened for the best. Mm-hmm. Or every time you think about the breakup, have a positive affirmation attached to it. So every time you look at it, it's you can only see a positive lens through it. Despite right. it being negative, I think if you relate it back to my self-growth, my growing, um, something that happened the best for my mental health, that's mm-hmm. a really good way to go about it. Right. So basically trying to see the positive, like, so like, you know, even though it was a breakup, you're trying to see like the learning experience you got mm-hmm. from it in a way. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. So like affirmation. So like, I am this, like mm-hmm. I am feeling this, like, is that, is that, is that what they are? Or? Uh, so just for an example, mm-hmm. if... Um, person A is like, I have confidence issues. Mm. Um, so what they would do every morning is they would look in the mirror and be like, my name is A. Mm-hmm. Um, I am confident. I am powerful. So the positive I am statements you right. say to yourself. Okay. Yeah. And this, this worked out for you? Like, did you 100%, feel like... 100%, yeah. And, can, and like, you know, how you said you got this growth mindset, did mm-hmm. it end up like, do you feel like at this point in your life you feel that if something negative were to happen, mm-hmm. you're able to look at it through that positive mindset sure. and growth lens? Yeah. Really, so it doesn't affect you to that point, like it's, as it would have maybe like a few yeah. years ago. Like I've trained my mind so much now that you could give me the most negative situation, I'll take the positive away, and I just can't see the negative. That's like insane. it's the fact you I've, can do that. It's taken a lot. That's, <laughs> it's, that almost sounds like a superpower. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> like I feel like that's really good, and this happened from just like simply affirming with yourself, like 
It was a mixture of activities. Okay. Um, but affirmations was a very powerful one. Mm. I should have yeah. bought a notebook to take all this down. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> write it down. I know, I've heard like, have you heard of manifestations? Do you believe in manifestations? Um, because I know affirmations are mm-hmm. part of manifestations. Mm-hmm. Like, so is that? Do you believe in that kind of stuff, or do you feel like that's too far fetched? I sort of believe in manifestations. I think if you put something out to the universe with true intentions, mm. it will come back to it you if you work to you. towards it. Yeah. Um, but I don't. On TikTok, they show all these rituals where you have to write it. Oh like yeah, it's, the three six nine rule and stuff like that. It's yeah, not yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, the reason they do that is because they're trying to get into your subconscious brain, so mm. you keep repeating until it gets there. Mm. Um, but good energy out there. It will come back to you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. <laughs> Can you relate, Rushank? Anything? <laughs> nah. <laughs> oh, that's insane. Okay. So then, um, what would you what would you say? Like, you know, after your experiences there, where would you say you're at with your mental health at mm-hmm. this point? You know, after the whole New Zealand trip happened, mm-hmm. um, and then you started, you know, making changes. Um, what happened from there on like what did you yeah. do yeah it's been a year oh, and a year. i feel yeah. like i've gone through a new personality every mm. month but a good like a good sort of growth, growth. <laughs> yeah, really good growth mm-hmm. um so as some things that i did was i started seeing a life coach oh, nice. um and i don't say therapist i say a life coach it's because a life coach is someone that um they're your mentor you're, they're your best friend they're your best hype person mm. um and a therapist diagnoses you with a problem but mm. a life coach helps you achieve a goal Oh, and you okay. work towards it. So you have like weekly goal checkups. They give you action steps you work towards. Mm-hmm. Um, and my life coach has had the biggest impact on my life. Mm-hmm. Um, started doing affirmations. Nice. Um, on my social media, if you look at my social media now, before it used to be like weddings or like other mm-hmm. people's posts. Now it's just like growth mindset, um, mm-hmm. mindset therapy, all these really positive, motivating pages. Right. Um, so I'm just surrounding myself with content that's very, that's just very enriching for myself. I think cool. one question I have in in, in middle of it, all of mm-hmm. this is, while you were going through these mental ex- mental health experiences, mm-hmm. do you feel like the community, your brown community or the Punjabi community that you're in, mm-hmm. do you feel like it supported you in any way, or do you think that it kind of you know it made it worse for you? Uh, this I'm a very private person, okay. so I genuinely didn't really share my issues with anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of aunties and uncles did give me very like flimsy advice some were like you're still a child don't worry about it other people were like you're the daughter of the family you're the oldest kid like maybe you should do something um but i think it's best i blocked them all out because i was like Mm, you're all giving me advice that you wouldn't give your own kids um so i'm not gonna listen to you and just focus on myself true how about your um friends um i think friends can only help you so much and for me like they can guide you but at the end of the day, you have to take your own actions. Because um, I do remember when my friends were like, you need to take a break. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I need to work. I need to go to this. I need to do that. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it's you yourself. And once it hits you, it will hit you. And then you'll, it can either make you or break you. So it's your choice. Interesting. I want to rewind a bit though, because I really like this life coach um, <laughs> thing you did. Like, so did it, do you, um, you know how, because I've been, Sometimes I even consider like, you know, having a life coach. Sometimes I feel, did you feel like you were lo- at, like a, at a place where you were just really lost about what you wanted to do? And is that mm-hmm. when you go visit a life, life coach? Is it just regarding like your career path and stuff like that? Or is it just your life as a whole? Life as a whole. Life as a yeah. whole. And oh, okay. um, my life coach is also Indian. Mm. So it's someone that understands your so problems. Yeah. yeah. And they go through intense we should, training. We should get him on here. <laughs> get him oh, on. she's amazing. Oh, she's, wow. she's 
amazing. <laughs> yeah. How many sessions did you have to go to with your life coach? I'm still with her. Oh, so it's a lifelong it's a lifelong relationship. Oh, that's cool. Um, so I started off with one session a week. Mm. Then I did one session a fortnight. Mm-hmm. And now we're like one session every six or seven weeks just to see where I'm at and to see how my progress is going. So, so it's something that you would definitely recommend to people? A hundred percent. And they check up on you throughout the week. You can text them whenever... Um, it's just someone that's no judgment, um, mm. super full transparency and won't BS with you. So if they see you slipping away, they're like, Isha, I know I can mm. see right through you, like your face. I like that. <laughs> yeah. That's actually like really that. good. Sometimes you actually need someone to not sugarcoat it, you yeah. know, and you're like, get yourself back together. Yeah. That's... And your friends have a bias towards you at the end of the day. Of but course. this is someone that... You don't know. Yeah. A third party. No, yeah. that's true. And then was there any other steps you took, like after the life coach that kind of helped put myself out of my comfort zone that was a really big one Mm. so I always feel like if there's if you don't put yourself out of your comfort zone you're not going to grow and you're going to stay stagnant Mm. Um, so one thing I did was I was terrible at public speaking um, like since high school it doesn't look like it (laughs) (laughs) you compose yourself very well it's taken a lot of years Um, really bad at public speaking even like first second of uni Um, so that's why I joined my current company and all I do in it is public speaking and first month I was like what have I gotten myself into I was absolutely terrified Um, but I've seen the biggest growth by putting myself into something that I was really bad at Mm. Um, and yet it changes you so every month um, I keep a journal so I've started journaling every day too Um, and like you, every day at the end of my journal, I write three things I'm grateful for mm-hmm. um, and three things I love about myself. Cool. And it's self-appreciation in that way. Mm-hmm. I'm an acknowledgement of my own achievements. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people, like, I feel like when you're in the corporate world, everyone's like, oh, what's your, what's your LinkedIn? St-? Like, it's all of that achievement. Yeah. Um, these achievements, like, I'm really happy I got out of bed. Mm. I'm really happy I finally, finally did the clothing workout. <laughs> like, I think that's an achievement for me. I'm really glad I got out of bed yeah. today. <laughs> so it's stuff like that. But the grateful thing, um, gratitude. Gratitude is, the more gratitude you have, the more great things will come your way. So it's a good way to look at it. That's really good. That's yeah. really good. Damn. Oh, uh, yeah. Because, yeah, look, so I can also relate to you when, you know, you, um, so I'm assuming like even when you were talking in presentations and whatnot, mm-hmm. you didn't, you were very anxious and whatnot or? So anxious, I was ready to pass out. Oh, really? Yeah. You're like that level? Yeah, because yeah. I can definitely relate in that sense. But um, like, I know mine kind of stemmed from the fact that um, it was my first year in uni. Like, uh, to be honest, like, initially, I didn't mind spe- mm-hmm. speaking, but, like, my first year in uni, my first semester, my first class, so um, we got handed our assignments, you know, you know, in three weeks, we had to do a presentation, um, a group of four. Um, I, and so the presentation um, week comes, we have to present three people dropped out. I had to do the presentation by myself and I was nervous. The guy was like, oh, you know, you just have to um, kind of figure out what your rebuttal would be. It was a debate. I'm like... I hate I hate that. It was I can't a debate. Well, I was just like... To save my life. I just did my part and then they said something and I'm like, I don't know what you want me to say here. Like, And then I just... then after that class, I was just so like, I can never talk and like, I can just never mm-hmm. do that again. But I think... As much as I hate presentations, um, uni was one way for me to actually become more comfortable with actually speaking in public because mm-hmm. every class, like you do four units, at least three of those classes are going to have a presentation in there somewhere. And I'm surprised you say that because I went to school with you and you were, you were someone that I've seen you do speeches and everything and you're really good at it. Yeah, because like I said, I'd buy up until that point, you know, <laughs> I haven't had, I didn't have a scarring experience. Yeah. And then, uh, then uni happened and then like, you know, because it's such a big milestone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that uh, what happened was you just 
it just happened out of nowhere and it was just like fuck what do i do and then um but yeah like i said like as soon as you, you continue doing these things like you get out of your comfort mm-hmm. zone you get comfortable with being uncomfortable like it yeah. becomes really really um easy for you afterwards because um, you actually start learning, you know, it's not as bad as you mm-hmm. think it is. Like, you're just talking in front of a bunch of people. It's not as bad. Yeah. Like, kick back. For so, sure. yeah, I can, hi- I can really relate to that. I guess the next question I have is, uh, there's something I tend to, you know, contemplate a lot. Are, are you a religious person? Yes. Mm. Would you say your religion has kind of, I guess, facilitated your growth in terms of mental health? Um, I wouldn't say growth, but any time I need just time to myself if I'm feeling a bit anxious, I just pray and that brings me back grounded. Okay. Or I meditate okay. and I meditate on like God's name and that helps me. I love it. See, like whenever someone mentions meditation, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> nah. I think yeah, I think that's meditation has been a key for a lot of people who have mm-hmm. been through like who have had mental health experiences because they realize, you know, um, how enlightening it is. Yeah, to meditate. Mm-hmm. When did you start, like, meditating? Was it... It was honestly two months ago. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And watch, watch Bhavan go into his full, like, <laughs> no, 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 I'm meditating gonna, I'm, professional I'm on the way. Too many Guys, times. introducing Bhavan's podcast now on meditation. Bhavan <laughs> is his own page of meditation. <laughs> um, so my life coach actually has told me to start doing it. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people can relate. When you first start, you're like, what am I doing? Mm. <laughs> yeah. like, what is going on? Um, but... Honestly, last week I had an epiphany and I was like, I think I'm doing it right. Like, mm. so I can do it. I started off with 30 seconds. I can do it for four minutes now. That's really good. Um, That's really good. So, yeah, nice slowly, thing. but it's definitely made a big difference in mm. my life. Right. Yeah. And I know that, like, there's so many different forms of it, but which kind of one do you do? Like, is there, like, is your one all about, like, just processing your thoughts kind of thing or just observing your mm-hmm. thoughts kind of thing? Or um, It depends. So, mm. for an example, if throughout the day, um, let's just say, for an example, today, and mm. I feel like today I've been a bit. Um, not as confident. Mm -hmm. So I'll meditate on an affirmation. So I'll be like, today I am confident. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll meditate on that so I can bring that into my That's pretty cool. Yeah. I haven't heard of that one, but that sounds pretty cool. So so tell us about this. I think we haven't done this before. So how do you actually say you're going to stop meditating? What do you actually do? Mm -hmm. Sit on your bed, turn on music, you know, look at, like you go to the beach. How how do you exactly Mm -hmm. meditate? I would go to the beach any day. (laughs) (laughs) Put the poetry to music. Sunrise, sunset. Um, (laughs) So I try my best not to meditate with music. I've been trying to, I want it to be by myself. Um, I usually, before I go to sleep, it's just after I journal, I just observe what's in this day that's either been really good. So I can meditate on a happy thought or I can meditate on something I want to improve on. Um, And I just keep, I, I start off with saying, hey, universe, um, here's my intention before I go to sleep or here's my intention for today or the next day. And I meditate on that thought. Oh, and cool. you set yeah. the, it's, you're setting the intention yourself. You set the intention. Yeah. Right. And then you just do it in your room kind of thing? Yeah. Or, yeah that works out. Easy peasy. Yeah. Like, I come from a very loud Punjabi household. Yeah. I can't do it anywhere. You must get high. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes, yeah, like, even I, I can relate in that sense. Like, you know, I'll just be like, guys. 20 minutes like please, please just whisper just, just whisper please yeah <laughs> they don't know what that means <laughs> i think for me that i whenever i've med- done meditation for the, me the best time is at night literally mm-hmm. midnight mm. i think same like indian family all indian families are loud as hell it's really yeah. hard <laughs> it is. it's really hard it's kind of like you're kind of you're, you're doing your meditation suddenly you're like I don't know if I think uh, freaking Arthur Faslam is singing in the back. Like, you don't, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that, yeah, you know? The budgets I mean, I would yeah. meditate too. Arthur Faslam, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. You were actually yeah. right about you. Like, you love your Bollywood. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, 
So I just want to hear your thoughts on this. What do you think your thoughts are at the moment in terms of just mental health in mm-hmm. society today? How do you feel like it's it's portrayed at the moment? I think it's quite multifaceted mm-hmm. and everyone has their own viewpoints. Um, there's a lot of pages these days, um, such as your lovely one, which I absolutely love and adore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Follow us, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Total promo. Um, there's a lot of resources out there today, which I'm really thankful for. Um, but one thing I will say is sometimes I read certain resources and I'm like, this isn't backed up. This You're p- putting this information out there for people, um, which may be a bit misleading. So mm-hmm. I think you just have to be careful about what you approach. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really happy this Mental Health Awareness Day. It's currently Movember. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I'm loving seeing all the posts about especially men's mental health, which is not talked about. about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, why did we start this podcast? <laughs> um See, a work like this makes me really happy and I'm really glad that it's just getting out more and more popularized. And um, our generation especially, hats off. Like, amazing work. It's honestly good. Have you had any relationship? Like, do you feel like there's been people close to you, say, um, like, you know, men close to you or anything where you feel like, you know, because men's mental health is, mm-hmm. is like, a, it's, it's a big trending thing at the moment in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, the stigmas and everything surrounding it. Do you feel like um, the stigmas around it, like, you know, the fact that they don't speak to people and they don't approach people and mm-hmm. stuff, do you think it's true? Like, do you feel like it's real, um, that you can agree to that? I'm going to make a really bad joke, but I just have to. Okay, so okay. I did engineering. Okay. So all my friends around engineering, awkward boys, <laughs> takes, them, <laughs> takes them long enough to open up as it is. Um, but I think looking at the friends I have, they're definitely a lot more open because of the people they surround themselves with. Mm. I know, like, with the boys, there's this mentality that, for example, with breakups, like, oh, yeah, I'm over her two days later. Mm. Um, they never really talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely still a stigma amongst boys, but yeah. it's slowly opening up. Slowly opening very, up. Very slowly. Wait, what? Well, boys get over breakups in two days? What? <laughs> <laughs> my mate, my, my, Rishan <laughs> takes two years. <laughs> oh, I'm going to take two decades. <laughs> <laughs> two decades. Nothing um, wrong with that. Like, you know, two decades, two years. I'm like, who is this man getting over his ex in two days? But I mean, they say that to other people as a cover-up, but they're like, I'm completely fine. Mm. Um, Like, nothing's wrong. But you do know that it's not that case. Of course, it's definitely, Um, yeah. It's just a cover-up from their end. Mm. Yeah. Do you feel like they're more expressive with women compared to men? Definitely. Yeah, they're kind of more open. Yeah, so that's that's the thing, right? Like, a lot of the guys, like, they just don't feel comfortable opening up to their boys, Mm -hmm. which is really sad in a way. Even though, like, half the time, like, bro, I'm here for you. I'll do anything for you, bro. Just let me know. Like, they'll come for a fight. But when you go, like, you know, yeah. they'll, they'll be like, yeah, bro, I'll rock mm-hmm. up. But, like, when it comes to talking about I, your feelings. I, I think like, their bromance is limited in that sense. Yeah. yeah it's a bit like, like, you can come for a, to a mate for a, you know, uh, like a Macca's run or, like, having a drink or something. But mm-hmm. opening up to your mate about your mental health doesn't seem very... I mean, we have a boys group as well. Mm. And it's... Even through high school, it wasn't very common mm. where we have like each, like people, like our friends opening up to us. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. I find this really like really good, but uncommon to where I can talk to two boys that I don't know that well about mm-hmm. my mental health and they're being supportive in return. Um, I think there just needs to be more conversations facilitating around this because I know some people are like, I don't know how to respond to this person mm. um, who's talking about the mental health problems. So I can, yeah. I think they overthink it a lot. Yeah. Like you don't have to like, comf- like you don't have to give them advice. You don't have yeah. to do anything. Sometimes all you have to do is, listen. Just, is just, just listen. listen. And yeah. that, that's all you need. And that's yeah. it. And like, you know, just show like, you know, words of affirmation where, you know, you're listening to them. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sorry you're feeling this way. Like I hear you. I'm like, you know. Don't say understand. <laughs> like, but like, I wish I could. I wish yeah. I could, like, you know, feel what you're going. But like, yeah, mm-hmm. no, hundred percent. Like, 
um, I feel like it's also slowly getting out there that people are slowly learning mm-hmm. these skills um, and that's a really good step towards yeah. it for and sure. with podcasts like this <laughs> exactly yeah, like, yeah. I think one thing mm. we forgot to mention in the podcast is that the entire idea like everything we talk about is not like professional help you know it's not like hey mm-hmm. you should do this it's more like hey these are our experiences mm. uh, this is how we've dealt with things yeah and um, this is what you can do about it exactly you know and every person we have on it is a different different experience different mm-hmm. way they've kind of gone about it so it's a it's a learning experience for everyone exactly yeah. and yeah. in the end like you know each person's um, experience can you know of course it's not the same um, but you can always get some sort of support from you know hearing about what other people have mm-hmm. gone through and whatnot so yeah sure um what would you say right now just where where do you think you're at with your mental health today i'm at a really good place good and place. i'm really proud of myself yeah. for that because it's taken a lot of work with all the stuff i told you guys about journaling affirmations life coach mm. um but i'm at a place where i still have bad mental health days mm-hmm. um but i know i can get myself out of it and it's not like something that's impending on me that you don't have to yeah. just dwell on and then you can yeah. always get yourself out of it it's a slow process though from what mm-hmm. I'm understanding right like you can't just like you know in terms of um, bettering your mental health like mm-hmm. of course you know not well, you can't just wake up one day and you're like yep I'm a good person from what I can see here you know mm-hmm. you took like a lot of steps to get to where you are and that's really cool like I yeah. it's amazing actually one thing but, I would sorry one no, thing I would say um, really importantly is I hope no one's like oh so I have to do all of this stuff mm. in one day start off with one thing mm. once you like master that do another thing yeah. um, so I did affirmations and now I can't start my morning without affirmations and I was like now I've mastered this now I'll move on to meditation right. so one Sweet. thing at a time is so basically like, build habits out of it yeah building it's, yeah, it's about yeah. building cultivating positive habits mm, um, okay. to a point where you're not you don't want to overburden yourself now with all this self-care stuff. Of course. Because um, that's just going to have the same effect of tiring yourself yeah. out. It just mm. has to come naturally. So, like, basically had that initiative to kind of mm-hmm. address it, right? acknowledge it, and then do something, yeah. like, like you know, baby steps and do something mm-hmm. about baby it. Baby steps, yeah. yeah. So, like, even though there's, like, so many ways you can help yourself, start with one, and then yeah. once you master that, move on to the other one mm-hmm. and just continue bettering yourself. That's pretty cool. That's actually so cool. Um, since you mentioned, you know, you are a high school teacher... Presenter. presenter 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 yes mm-hmm. uh do you see yourself kind of promoting um self-care when it comes to mental health to this like the schools you visit or the schools mm-hmm. you presented do you see yourself talking about it i always touch upon it um especially this year with covid and um, whenever i've had a year 12 class you walk in and you can just feel the energy and it's anxious it's upset it's it's a lot of negative energy on behalf of students and you can't blame them because the year's been so turbulent for them um, 100% touch on mental health um, teenage years are very fragile years and for some people it makes or breaks their futures and how they see the world around them so as teachers as facilitators it's very important that you give them a positive helping hand rather than a negative one mm. and promote good self-care too yeah I think that's very important I think that's very important because I remember during I think our prelim times are somewhere, somewhere mm. around like the end of year 11 mm. they brought on like these mental health Advisors, I think. Oh, amazing. Did they? I actually can't even remember. We went to the library and they bought like a bunch of people. Oh, yeah, where we had to do a little workshop or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was the one moment in high school which I liked a lot because they kind mm-hmm. of, they kind of, they, they help you through it. Mm-hmm. They don't underplay the importance of HSC or high school or anything. Mm-hmm. But they also like, you are going to go through things. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I think that was the only time in high school where I found it. That's the only time I like on high school, to be honest. <laughs> I hated high school. One memory. <laughs> one, one memory. Positive memory. Yeah. But so, I guess, I guess in the end, um, we're almost done. Uh, mm-hmm. What 
advice would you give? Like, you know, kind of in conclusion, what advice would you give people in regards to dealing with the mental health mm-hmm. and, you know, something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's 365 days in a year mm. and not every day can be a good day. Um, and it's, again, like like you said at the start of the podcast, it's it's easier said than done to be positive. But from each day, if you can just take away one positive thing that's helped you get through and just know that life is, it's going to be up and ups and downs, right? Mm. Um, everything can't be perfect. If one thing's right, another thing's going to go wrong. But again, it's just keeping your head held high. Um, and I like to think of my affirmations, my goal setting, my comfort zone as a toolbox for myself. And anytime something happens, I'm like, I have my toolbox with me, which mm. is my self-care toolbox. So I can just, which tool am I going to use now to get over this? Um, and there's so much support out there, so you're never alone. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I love that. And to be honest, it's like a common thing. Everyone yeah. says, like, there is always support out yeah. there. Like, and that's really good. And I like, this one was a bit different in terms of, like, you know, advice as well. It was like, you know, it was looking at affirmation, something mm-hmm. we haven't even touched on at all. So, like... Yeah, do, uh, do, do you want to join our team? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to affirm with us? Like, yeah. I'll, I'll, like, <laughs> Let me manifest this tonight. <laughs> Rishan, please take me to your team. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well... Thanks, thanks, thanks for joining us today. I think uh, I think it was a very for me it was a very for me itself was a very different learning experience. Yeah, because I learned a lot as well this time. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I think that's why we love doing this because everyone's way of dealing with mental health is completely, completely different. Mm -hmm. And and I mean, you know, I'm sure in the future we'll touch on very different topics of how people deal with it. But this was a very uh, interesting way of dealing with it, which is writing down, you know, the positives and negatives and the factors that you can control and can't control. And so I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, and the other thing was um, as well that I really liked is because, um, you know, in our previous episodes, we've had people talk about, like, you know, um, psychiatrists and psychologists, but we've got, like, a life coach kind of point of view here as well. So, like, you know, there's, like, all these different kinds of support options available. And, like, you know, whichever one you feel like, you know, is more relatable to you, you can, you know, always take that mm-hmm. approach. And it's good that you gave the life coach um, approach, like, you know, because it gives an idea. Because I don't know how it worked. Like, mm-hmm. um, I've looked up life coaches and whatnot before, but... Um, the way you explained it to me, like maybe it's something I will look into. Like it, mm-hmm. it seems like a really cool way to, like the fact that you have someone there, like a third party who's not your friend, but someone who looks out for you. Like you know, that tells you if you're falling, like going in the wrong direction. Like yo, mate, what are you doing? So like, <laughs> <Get back laughs> <off. laughs> so like it's really yeah. good. I feel like it's always good to have someone there to tell you that, and not sugarcoat it like your friends do. Like oh, you know, it's all right. You know, you'll manage. So yeah, no, honestly, yeah. thank you for coming onto the show. Before we go, yes. I, I kind of like doing this because you know I'm a very musical person. Is there a is there one particular song mm-hmm. that kind of helps you? So should I get out my whole playlist <laughs> right now? Arjit Singh or no? The Arjit Singh. I knew the Janamiya playlist was gonna come up. But is there one um, specific song that kind of I guess um, when you listen to it, kind of like calms you down or brings you like you know centers mm-hmm. you? Um. In the past, I used to listen to Senti music and I deleted all my Senti songs. Yeah. I'm sorry, Ojeet. But <laughs> I think it just puts your mood down even more. Yeah. So now I have a Bollywood uplifting music. It's like Zindigan Amilegi Dubara songs. Oh, and I love it. No, all yeah. of that stuff. That's like very empowering stuff. music. Mm. The, um, love You Zindigi one. Like, I love that yeah, movie, yeah. yeah like Zindigi. songs like that. That's good. Um, rather than listening to something Senti and sad. Fair, fair. Oh, so it's true. Like, because when you listen to sad music, like of course you know initially whatever you're going mm-hmm. through the sadness and whatnot um you're gonna feel sad it like, amplifies it. so it amplifies it right yeah. so it's not a good thing to do no. you reckon yeah nah why, why, why are you looking at me why are you looking at me <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I think looking this at this podcast needs to be about you now <laughs> oh. yeah I really like yeah so that's the thing I didn't because um 
Don't get me wrong, like, you know, Juice World, for example. Yeah, I listen to Juice World. He just makes sad music. But I really yeah. like it because, like, he has so much passion in his voice. But then I realize, even though I'm not going through a breakup or whatever, like, this <laughs> bloke like is making me through. sad, bro. Why are you doing this? So, like, <laughs> who uh, should I cry over now? <laughs> <laughs> like, I miss a who. I don't know, bro, but someone. <laughs> just need to miss someone. <laughs> so, is there any time where you feel like, okay, you know what? Like, you know, today I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to play some Arijit Singh or anything like that. Or do you, have, do you like, mm-hmm. minimize the total amount of times you listen I to I do it when I'm in a good mood so I can appreciate. What a voice he has! Uh, instead of, the, so actual, instead of yeah. the actual words, I love it. Yeah, sweet. So once again, I really do thank you for coming onto thank the you show. For me. We thank you for coming onto the show. And guys, if you are listening, <laughs> thank you for listening to this podcast. And we will see you guys in the next episode. Keep smiling, guys. See you later. Yeah.